Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? How are you today? I pray all is well. This message stirs your faith, falls on good ground, and does what, y'all? I heard you. Go ahead. Produces good fruit in your lives. Go ahead, y'all know. Y'all be knowing. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Woo! Go ahead, y'all. Y'all be knowing. Uh, today we are still in the Kingdom Ambassador series. I told y'all we're gonna probably be in this thing. Until the wheels fall off, okay? Until <laughs> the end of the season. Um, so we're at part 55. Uh-huh. Part 55 of the Kingdom Ambassador series. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for checking me out. I am so proud of you for being intentional about your healing, for being intentional and becoming disciplined about pursuing the things of Jesus Christ and getting your relationship right with the Father daddy god and so i'm so proud of you like you are a agent of revival and what that is is just somebody like a like a disciple modern day disciple or kingdom ambassador somebody who god calls and revives an area in their life revives identity re- revives and resuscitates uh, whatever was missing in your life and gives you a new perspective a new direction a new way of living And it's better than the way it was before. And then you go out. Once you get that revival from from God Almighty, you then go out and share your testimony, thereby making more agents of revival, thereby making more disciples of Jesus Christ, thereby making more king ambassadors for the kingdom. And so I'm so proud of you. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, know that I love you and I'm so proud of you. Maybe you didn't hear that from somebody today. Well, I'm here to tell you, I love you. And not because you tuned in, but because something in you woke up this morning and said, I want to be revived. God, I'm tired of my life being one way and I want a change. I am tired of things not going the way I want them to go in a particular area. I want a change. And so what is needed? And so through this podcast, you are going to get step by steps as to what you need to to do in your life or to apply in your life. I also, you know, help you extrapolate the information from the Bible so that you can apply it to your life, to your everyday walk so that you can take what is biblical principles and see it manifest in your life and in the process, which is the biggest thing of them all. Forget the stuff you'll get while you do that. Drawing closer to the Father. That's our anchor text for this particular season is at Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Uh, one of them, rather, which is seek first the kingdom of God and live righteously. And everything else will be added unto you. It's seeking his face and living in the way he tells you to live. That's even part of the revival of whatever that area is in your life that was broken or that was hurting or that was bothering you. That needed to change. That needed some new clarity, insight, or direction. God is saying today, I'm here to give you a new perspective. I'm here to resuscitate something in you that you thought was dead and gone. And you done threw in the towel and said, call it. 
call it quits. But God is saying, no, 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 no. We're going to pick the thing back up. And so welcome, welcome, welcome. Today we are talking about expanding expressions of faith because just like what I just said, we need to share our faith with people who I don't want to say are faithless because there are some people that are faithless, but there are also people who just are weak in their faith. They're a bit weary. And I remember there was a time where I felt that way. You know, um, I've been serving Jesus all my life. But there was a season where serving Jesus got weary and and more weary than you guys have heard me talk about before. I'm talking about like where I just felt like, listen, I'm here at every church service and I serve um, because I've been to Catholic schools all my life. So I'm serving at my school and I'm here doing community service and I'm at, at the church. I mean, it was just like my life literally is servanthood. And I don't feel no closer to Jesus. I don't feel no closer to God. Like, I, I can't do this no more. And it wasn't that I didn't want to be connected to the Father or the vine, as we learned in John 15. It just was, I, I'm not seeing no no fruit, no result. And and actually, the places that I'm going to to worship and serve you, the communities I'm around to draw to, to try and draw closer to you, I feel more drained tired exhausted disappointed disgusted frustrated depressed being in this environment feeling less than feeling as i talked about yesterday least likely like oh okay how much more repentance must i do of my sin (laughs) even if i sinned the night before (laughs) you know still it's like why don't feel no closer to jesus and so I had to go on a faith journey for myself. I had to divorce religion. I had to say goodbye. You know, I love you, but goodbye. I'm sorry. This isn't working for me anymore. Um, I had to serve religion, my divorce papers and with irreconcilable differences. Okay. <laughs> I had to just give it to the church, the church organizations and stuff that I was a part of and just divorced religion Divorce denominations because I said, listen, this Catholicism, this Baptist, this apostolic thing, this this ain't working for me. I, I'm a part of all these three different type of, you know, entities. And yet I don't care what building I'm at, what organization I'm serving in that capacity that day. I don't feel closer to God. I can't hear the Holy Spirit. And and you got people that will, you know, run around shouting in the church and screaming out and ooh, the, the spirit was good today. It was moving. And I'm like, well, where the heck was I? <laughs> you know, what, what what happened with me? Cause I was there like you, and I ain't feel a darn thing. I felt the ground shaking and moving from y'all tapping on it and dancing and running, shouting and running around. Um, I, I felt the organ play real well, but I I didn't feel what you what you talking about you felt. So it's like, well, where the what did I do wrong, Jesus? Like, I didn't, I didn't show up. I didn't tithe. I didn't read the Bible. I didn't pray. You know, even if I was at the Catholic Mass, I didn't got on my knees. I didn't went up and got, you know, uh, prayed over by the priest. I mean, I didn't did everything. And I still don't feel this expression of faith that everybody else said they feel. What's going on? And so I had to divorce religion and decide to draw closer to the Father for myself. And so I want a deep dive back in 2009 where I just said, Lord, I believe you're real, but I need to know who you are for myself. And so you have to reveal yourself 
to me unlike any way where there would be a, sh- a shadow of a doubt of who you really are because this ain't it. And I'm tired of feeling miserable. I'm tired of feeling sick in the same place. It's supposed to be a hospital, the church, and nobody's curing me. They're making it worse. Nobody wants to help me. Like, I got, I'm tired. I'm tired. Where's the good Samaritan at? I'm tired. And so I had to go on a deep dive. And during that deep dive, I met Jesus Christ in such an amazing way. I experienced the expression of faith through the Holy Spirit. And in a way that's so powerful that I never experienced before. And I have never looked back. And I had to share my testimony with you, whether you've heard it before or you're new, because this is part of expanding expressions of faith. People need to hear because there are many people that are hurting out here. I've been teaching for a few days now about the least likely and those who, um, you know, suffer with suicidal thoughts and and you know and depression and feel like nobody cares and people quit on them so easily and just want to cancel them for making a mistake or for even being weary in their faith and it's just like you're constantly getting beat up and it's like oh where can I turn I was there if that's you right now I listen as as I I could feel it in the spirit that somebody out there is listening and there's some tears shedding in your eyes there's a boo it's all right let them fall. I see you. And God sees you. And he knows you by name. I understand. I was there. I remember struggling with things. And this wasn't even part of my notes. So I'm just going to flow with the Holy Spirit. I remember struggling with things. And going to the, the deacons of the church. Going to the priests. Going to the nuns. At my school and the brothers at my school going to, um, you know, bishops and I'm naming these different people titles. I'm not going to name their names, but I like went to several different people across the nominations um, asking for help. You know, especially in the time at college, I was struggling because I had a freedom in college I never had before when I was living with my parents. And in that freedom came a lot of fornication. <laughs> you know, your girl lived, okay? Your girl lived, she had a good time in college, but it it came at a cost. And and I remember just, and that cost was spiritual death, I felt. Like, I just felt more and more disconnected to the father as I was in that sin. And, you know, though I had a boyfriend and, and while I felt like I loved this person, it was like no matter how much I kept begging and pleading for them to go to church with me and for them to repent with me and for them to get it right with me and for them to, you know, just, hey, let's be celibate for Jesus. They didn't care about that. <laughs> like, listen, they didn't care. They weren't even really into church like that at all. Like, they knew who Jesus was. I, I told a message recently on my YouTube channel. Go check that out about are you a fan or you a follower? They were a fan of Jesus, but they didn't care to follow. And so they were like, yeah, I know who Jesus is. And like, oh, my mom go to church and all that. But, you know, they, they still want to do what they want to do. And so I felt like this little puppy dog love, if you will, um, that, oh, well, I love this person. And we we're talking about, you know, marriage and the future and all that stuff. But it was like, but my heart, like something in my heart is saying that this is wrong. And I don't want to do this anymore. And that's why when Paul talks about in the Bible, um, he says, I do what I don't want to do. And the things I 
don't want to, uh, the things I do want to do, I don't do. And like what that means was like, he, he's constantly having to like beat his flesh in a sense, um, spiritually to submit under the authority of God because he would react or do things that he didn't want to do. Um, but it would just happen. And the things that he really wanted to do, it wouldn't come out the right way. It wouldn't come across the right way. And, and there's also in Matthew, I think it's Matthew 25 or 26, where Jesus says um, to Peter and the disciples, Peter, James, and John, who were in the Garden of Gethsemane with him, he says, pray, pray without ceasing, because the spirit is willing with the flesh is weak. And Satan wants to sift you. So you got to be on prayer. You got to be on guard at all times. This is what led Peter after all of that jazz. And then he wrote his own, um, you know, testament and or book in, in the New Testament. Uh, I think it's in First Peter chapter 5 where he says, um, stay alert. Pray because your adversary is that the devil, Satan, is prowling around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And so you got to be on guard at all times. And so I remember just feeling like my spirit don't want to do this, but my flesh is weak. And we all have had experiences where you may not want to do something and it may not be sex. It could be something else. Oh, yeah. For those new new listeners, it's like, shit, get this. Yeah, I get this real one here. Okay. I'm sure my 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 uh my study listeners is like, ah, that's that's a mm-hmm. just just sit back and enjoy the ride, baby. Cause we get real. Because as I said before on um one of the episodes, like I, I can't stand fake. I done lived in a I didn't live confined to sin for too long. I didn't live in bondage of depression, of grief, of stress, of anxiety for too long to go back to that. And so since God freed me, I'm here to expand this expression of faith to you so that you can get free. I don't I don't want to go back there and I don't want you to stay where you are. There is freedom in Christ Jesus. But you got to live the way he tells you to live. You got to be willing to lay down your life for him. And part of laying down your life for him means that anything God tells you to give up, you're willing to do it. You're willing to be obedient to the father. And so that's what happened to me. You know, eventually I had to end that relationship. Eventually I had to um, part ways with certain friends and hanging out at certain places and, and clubbing and drinking and a lot of stuff. I had to part from the way of the world that seemed fun because it was fun on the outside while it was lasting but then I went home and I literally like this is honest truth y'all I literally was scrubbed my skin because I felt so dirty because it was a part of my heart that would be crying of what I just did I didn't understand it at that time I didn't understand that the bible tells us that the holy spirit resides in our hearts and our body is supposed to be a temple a living sacrifice to the father I didn't understand that I do now, which makes sense of why when I would get home from the party and the drinking and the sex and all that, like I would be scrubbing my skin. I would feel so sick because like Satan loves to roam around at night. As long as he can do his dirt in the darkness, it's good. I used to hear this, this saying when I was in church, um, when I was in a particular church organization, I mean, and, um, 
this person used to say, ain't nothing open at the midnight but leagues. <laughs> and I would crack up like, okay, because I was a teenager hearing her say this. But but I learned it. I learned it when I got to college. Like, there's a lot of stuff that happened when it's late at night because there's no light. Evil hates light. And so evil does its deeds at night. It does its deeds. It can't rest, the Bible says. I think it's in Proverbs. Evil can't even rest without doing its dirty deeds first. And so that's why for some of you out there, you may struggle the worst at night. It's the same thing when it comes to grief. You know, because maybe it's not that night. Maybe it's not a sin, but maybe you're grieving. You're brokenhearted about something. And you may get through the day and it seems fine. But then, man, soon as nighttime come, it's some other nighttime. That just seems like a long night and you are tossing and turning. You can't go to sleep. You are binge watching stuff. I mean, cause you just trying to get through to the morning. I know I was there. I had a hard time when I was in my job within the season and grieving and all that stuff. I had a hard time trying to sleep at night because so many thoughts would come through my mind. The anxiety will, will start to flare, especially at nighttime. And I would get all these thoughts, all these suicidal thoughts, which is why during that time I did try to end my life. But I thank God that there were expressions of faith around me to see and to read and hear. When you go into the Bible, these are not just stories of a history lesson. These are people who struggled just like we struggle today. And yet. It's a blueprint of how they overcame in their faith. Remember, I read yesterday. If you missed yesterday's episode, please go listen to it. Because I read the whole chapter of Hebrews 11, which is a lengthy chapter, child. But I read the whole chapter of Hebrews 11 for you. Because it talks about the great examples of faith. Of people who overcame immense odds. Defied the laws that said they shouldn't. And saw victory. And they went through hell, brimstone, warfare, stoning, um, people talking bad about them, everything. Bankruptcy, family leaving them, I mean, everything. And yet, God still used them to do something extraordinary, extraordinary in the world. And so what that did for my faith. Was it stirred me to say, if God could do it for them, what can he do for me? I had to hold on to a word to believe that God, there has to be better at the end of this tunnel. There has to be. This can't be it, God. This cannot be all there is to life is this is just this depression and this grief and this anxiety I mean, I can't tell you how many pills I was on. Actually, I can. I was on during my Joe Wilderness season. Now, this was not just about the things I just mentioned because I also got struck with, um, I mean, so much things went wrong in my health and my body that they were talking about, you know, that I, I, I should be dead. I had two doctors, one Basically, just give up on me and say, you're going to die. There's nothing else we can do for you. And I had another doctor who said, um, like, 
you're on death's door. I'm not even, I'm, you're so pale. I'm surprised you even made it into this hospital. And, and that's another story for another day, but I went through it. That's why it's called the Job wilderness season, because God made it very clear before I even went through all of that, that you are entering into a Job wilderness season like Job in the Bible. And so I got tested pretty hard. I went through some, some warfare y'all, but I, but I was at that time on 12 pills a day. I feel like I could hear somebody whistling like, I can't whistle. So, <laughs> oh, I got something. <laughs> I got something right there. I, I feel like I heard somebody in the spirit do that. Whoever listening I, as a fella, I heard a man do that. Yeah. I was on 12 pills a day. Part for anxiety, part for what they then claimed, um, the anxiety, uh, you know, wasn't just anxiety. Then they were trying to say I had migraines and then they tried to say I had a tumor in my brain. I mean, it was just like one thing after another, after another that was just going on paranoia. I was dealing with obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, I mean, literally I'm telling y'all, like I went through it, but it was expressions of faith that kept me going. Being able to, in this day and time, turn on, um, you know, a podcast or like you're doing right now or turning on, um, you know, YouTube some, to somebody's uh, ministry channel has been a blessing and a life send. Because I'll tell y'all, to be quite honest, during that time, the very first pastor that I was drawn to that started to help me and speak to me to help kind of break the funk a bit was pastor john gray yep if you've ever heard of pastor john gray or if not google him look past the bad stuff because i'm sure you'll probably find a lot of um you know negative gossip but i'm talking about his ministry stuff go on youtube pastor john gray is gifted in the area of christian comedy now that's not the only gifting he has but in this particular scenario for me it was a blessing it was a godsend because I needed a pastor who could make me laugh. I needed to hear a pastor who was going to give me the word of God and, and give me the truth and expand this expression of faith while also giving me some joy in the moment and the process. And so this is during the time when he was at Lakewood and I was listening to his messages. I mean, every Wednesday night when he was at Lakewood, baby, I tuned in and because I knew I was going to get a word, I was going to get a laugh. And, and when you're in a dark place, you need that laughter. It's important. So even if you got to manufacture it, as I did of going to watch his uh, sermon, or sometimes I would turn on Golden Girls, as I said before, because that was my favorite uh, show with my grandmother who had passed away um, right before I entered or into the Joe Wilderness season. And so, um, you know, I, I would hold on to that and I would listen to his words of encouragement and, you know, some things that he said kept me. If I could talk about it, I remember one time he, he told a testimony story of his grandmother who had, I think, five or eight kids. And she had a lot of kids and she didn't have any money or any food to feed them one particular night. And the kids were hungry and she was worried about what she was going to do. And so she went and prayed and worshiped God. And she said, God, your word promises, which it is a scripture. It's in uh, Proverbs. That I will never see the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. She said, God, these children are hungry. But your word says I should not be begging for bread. So I'm coming to you as my source, as my provider to bless me 
in this area, we need food. I got to feed these kids. And so he said, my, he said his grandmother by faith prayed that prayer. And within like instantly, basically God said to her, prepare the table. <laughs> now <laughs> you got to have some bold faith. Okay, to not only pray the prayer, but then hear God say, prepare the table and you go set the table. Um, I said, I need food. And you told me to set a table as if we got food to put on this table. But it was about her faith. Her faith. Do you believe that God's going to provide for you if he's saying provide for you? If he, excuse me, if he's saying he's going to provide for you in a way that doesn't look like it makes sense. If it don't make sense, it better make faith. Let that be something you take away from this. But if it don't make sense, it better make faith. And so she had to have faith of, okay, well, this don't make sense, God, because there's nothing in this refrigerator. There's nothing in this cupboard. But you said, make the table. So I'm going to prepare the table. And she set the table and she told the kids, sit down at the table. Now, the kids is looking like, well, we hungry and we ain't got no food. But they sat down at the table and she prepared the table. And she said, all right, Lord, now what? Soon as she finished, the doorbell rung. She walked over to the doorbell. I mean, to the door, excuse me, opened the door. And uh, I think it was her sister who she didn't call to ask for help. And the sister said, hey, I don't know why, but um, I'm not sure if you even need this or not. But I was at the market uh, earlier and I bought a bunch of groceries and... um." And so I have them here in the car and God just said, come bring it to you. And it didn't make sense to me because, you know, you didn't ask me for nothing. And so I, I don't know if you need it or not, but here it is. And she just broke down, the, the grandma broke down in praise and thanksgiving to the father that he heard her prayer and provided for her. She didn't know. So what she prayed for, if you really, uh, you know, look at it, what she prayed for was already being answered. It was just about her faith, her faith to move in the obedient way that God said move. If God told you to do something right now and it don't make sense, would you do it? And so why I gave that particular testimony, probably because somebody need to hear it. But also I remember at the time when I heard that I needed to hear it because I too did not have any money. I went bankrupt. For various reasons, I'm not going to get into that right now because I've talked on that before. But it was all doing the right thing. So I went bankrupt doing the right thing, taking care of my grandparents um, and their final expenses and whatever. But um, And so it was like, okay, this happened and there's no food in the house. God, what am I going to eat? How am I going to survive? And so as tears were welling in my eyes, I'm listening to this expression of faith from Pastor John Gray about his grandmother. I just believed. I said, God, if you can do it for his grandma, then I'm going to have faith. You're going to do it for me. And that was the only thing I had to hold on to was that testimony. Baby, by the next morning, or rather afternoon, because I kind of slept in late that morning. By the next afternoon, my mother called me. And she said, and I didn't tell her that I was in need either. So just like this grandma, I didn't tell her anything. And she said, hey, um, you know, come downstairs and see what I have for you. And so I came 
downstairs to see what she had for me. And she literally had the whole dining room filled with fresh boxes. I'm a vegan. Fresh boxes that she got from a farm of of groceries, of produce. Enough to stock the fridge, not for a day, not for a week, for an entire month. If if I wanted to, you know, freeze some things or whatever. You know, vegetables can go bad really quickly if you just sit it in the refrigerator, depending on what the vegetables are. But nonetheless, I was shocked at, wow, because I listened to an expression of faith and I expanded my mind to believe my heart in my heart that if God did it for that person, he could do it for me. I saw God work a miracle. This is why it's important for my fellow kingdom ambassadors out there that you've been rocking with me all season long. This is why it's important to tell your testimony, to tell your story of what God has done in your life, because there is somebody that needs to hear it. Somebody that you don't know what they're going through and they may not even tell you what they're going through, whether it's shame or pride or, um, or just embarrassment, whatever it is, they may not tell you what they're going through, but you have no idea how your testimony will help build their faith. How your willingness to expand your expression of faith to, to them, to stretch a hand across basically the aisle to them will empower and strengthen them. You have no idea. Um, and so it's important for us to do this. It's important for us to be willing to share our faith and hold on to a word. Get your joy in any way that you can for right now until you feel the presence of God. Because of my willingness. And at the time, I didn't know it was obedience, but it was. Because when I left religion in 2009, I was praying before I left the religious systems of God. Why can't I feel you for myself? Where are you? What am I doing wrong? Please help me. And then, and I had been praying for a while. So it wasn't just like a day or two or three or a few weeks, months. And then I finally got to the point. I said, God, I need a sign. If this is where you do not want me to be, if this is where you're not feeding me, then God, I need a sign because I don't want to leave the church because I thought I was leaving the church. I don't want to leave you, but I know I'm not feeling you here. And I want a move from you. I want to experience you. I want to see you for myself. And so can you reveal yourself to me? And so sure enough, God allowed a sign to happen. And I said, you know what? I'm done. This is my last Sunday here. And I left and I haven't looked back since. And like I said, I went on a journey of diving deeper into my faith. I got desperate for it because I was so sick and tired of the way my life was going at the time. And this is before the wilderness season. I was so sick and tired of the way my life was going. I was so sick and tired of struggling in sin. I was so sick and tired of being miserable. I was so sick and tired of, you know, partying and clubbing at night. And then whenever I came home in the morning, because <laughs> sometimes I didn't come home that same night. I might have came home like, you know, six o'clock in the morning because I don't know where you live. But where I live, they had after hours back then. So, you know, the club might end at two o'clock, but the after hours open up at two thirty and that stays open until about six a.m. So, yeah, your girl was again. She lived. She lived. <laughs> and um, and I would get home. 
And even though I might be tired, I also would be sad and depressed. I would come right back to that anxiety, right back. Because I struggled with anxiety for years. Thank God he's freed me from it. There is healing for those out there suffering with anxiety. There is true healing in Christ Jesus, I promise you. Because I've seen it in my own life. But God, save me from those. Save me from those things. Save me from that way of living. When I became desperate to expand my heart and my mind to grow deeper in the realities of faith. Of who God is for myself. I became serious and disciplined on reading the Bible for myself. And asking the Holy Spirit questions. And then I also asked him to send me to the right people or bring the right people in my life. And he did that as well. And I've seen their expression of faith expand towards me. And it has stirred my faith. It has helped me grow spiritually. And so even if you don't have anybody right now in your life that you can um, turn to for faith, you may be somewhere um, in the world. Whether it's in your community or your family or your country where they don't believe in Jesus Christ. So you're the only one right now that is just standing in faith. Know that you really are not alone because you have brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus all over the world. I'm one. And so if you don't have nowhere else to turn, then you turn here and you receive you need to receive. Laugh with me when I laugh. Even if you think it's corny, just laugh because I'm laughing, child. Just You know, she, she, she just... So silly. That wasn't even funny. But I'm going to laugh because that wasn't funny. You know, baby, just find something to laugh at. Because God has joy for us all. He has peace for us all. And he has blessings for us all. It's the reason why the word says that God gives peace that surpasses all understanding. That means that in the midst of a storm, in the midst of chaos, God will fill you up with that peace. That don't make no sense. That that ease in your heart. That isn't restless anymore. You're able to rest in the midst of a storm. Just as Jesus did in the boat with the disciples. When there was a whole storm going around them. And they're like Jesus how are you asleep? Don't you care we're going to drown? And he says where's your faith? Have I not shown you. Basically is what he was saying. Have I not shown you enough miracle signs and wonders. To show you that I care and cover my chosen ones. And as long as you're with me, you have nothing to be afraid of. And they were right there with him in the boat. This is the same Jesus that they saw walking on the water. And yet they're in the boat with him and the, and the waves are going crazy and crashing random. And now they're afraid they're going to die. Where's your faith? You've seen me do countless miracles and you still are afraid. And he says to the winds and the wave, peace, be still. And the winds and the waves cease immediately. Because he is the peace that surpasses all understanding. And when you express your desire for a deeper faith, you're asking him to come in and fill you up with that peace that surpasses all understanding. You're asking him, his Holy Spirit, to fill you up so that you overflow with his glory. But we got to be willing to lay down our life and pick up his. Um, I'm gonna wrap it up, y'all, because again, this was not in my notes at all. I mean, literally, God just threw my whole script away. <laughs> not that I come here with a script for y'all, but I do at least make notes and things that I want to talk about, and I write down certain scriptures that I want to share with you guys. 
And literally, if you guys could see, if I could show y'all, you would see that ain't on her page at all. But as I said earlier, I just was flowing with the Holy Spirit to share what he wanted to be shared in this message. Because there's going to be somebody, whoever you are right now, that God knew you were going to come across this message. And it was going to be an on-time word for you. And that was my prayer before I even got here to speak with you. Is that God will deliver an on-time word for somebody out there. And so I thank God that um, you receive what you need to receive and that he used me. So let me end with a prayer before I let you go. Spirit of living God, we come to you right now. And God, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for pouring me out in this moment so that whoever was thirsty was able to drink a fill from your cup that they needed. They needed encouragement. They needed a word. They needed to know that you still speak, that you know them by name, that you see them, that there are still miracles happening in the world so that means that there is a miracle that you have for their life in whatever area they need you to move God and so Lord I ask that whatever your children are going through right now under the sound of my voice that they lay their burdens down at your feet and you give them rest you give them peace and you fill them up with your love that surpasses all understanding that you fill them up with your joy your grace your mercy and ease in their life and teach them lord how to be more like you each and every day teach them how to be gentle at heart because you are gentle teach them lord how to have strong faith even in a dark place in a dark time in a dark world we live in today teach them about the light this is my prayer lord that as you direct them closer to, to you and you help them and instruct them through your word of God, that they will also keep coming back to this podcast so that you continue to pour through me out what they need so that they can continue to grow and become spiritually mature one day and that they will then be more empowered, emboldened, emblazoned kingdom ambassadors, disciples for you, Jesus agents of revival to go out and spread the good news of Jesus Christ to share the gospel to say let me tell you how God revived me and how he can do the same for you Lord do what you can do thank you God for the testimonies the praise reports we're going to get as a result of the yeses that are being released today wherever they are whether they're in their car they're in the shower they're on the way to work they're laying in their bed they're on a trail running somewhere or exercising at the gym, wherever they are, God, that this is such an on time word. And whether they speak out their mouth or they just say it in their heart, you receive their yes of obedience to dive deeper with you so that you can expand their expressions of faith. This is my prayer. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Take care. Love you guys. Bye now.